Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Right now, small businesses have to be more efficient than ever. Every hire is critical, so go to Indeed, the number one job site in the world. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, friends who have been here from the beginning, friends who've come midway, and new friends that are joining. This is, again, all the latest news and stories around Apple, sometimes uh, stories outside of Apple's world because there's a greater tech world as a whole that is affects each other so we're going to talk about a lot of stuff here obviously the big news apple is worth two trillion dollars are you kidding me we also have more from the Fortnite versus apple debacle plenty of other stuff as well but before we get started i'm going to kind of flip the script here and encourage you all to give this podcast a five-star review honestly i think it deserves it but i'll let you decide for yourself Just review it on iTunes and also put in a comment just because it helps bump it up in the algorithm. We have like over 1,100, I think we average a 4.9 star review because someone just gave it a one star because they said I mentioned something political. If I recall right, it might have lasted five seconds, but that's okay. Everyone, you feel how you feel. You put that review and you help it kind of rise the top in the algorithm. So thank you so much for your support. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support what I've been doing. I am so grateful for all the support that I have been given up to this point. I mean, these are crazy times and I can't say thanks enough, but what are the benefits of signing up to support starting at $2 per month? $5 is a cup of coffee per month. If that's the value I give you, $10, $25, the $100 level. Well, at Patreon.com slash Brian Tong, what you get is early access to content. There are rewards at different levels and also a completely ad-free version of this show. No ads whatsoever. Pretty slick. You're going to like that over the long run. So patreon.com slash Tong is how you do it. All right, let's get into the show here. This is episode 134. 134. We've been rolling deep here. And this time of the year is not the biggest time for Apple News, especially with the delays of the iPhone being, looks like it's being pushed out a little bit. And so we will get to that rough timetable or schedule what people are throwing out there. But the big news that kind of came out of nowhere is that Apple is worth $2 trillion. They're the first U.S. company to ever be worth $2 trillion. Their Apple stock price is surging, continues to go up a lot alongside a lot of the other tech companies where coronavirus has kind of really accelerated some of these big names because we depend on being at home and using services. Things like Netflix, like Facebook, like Google, like Apple, like Amazon. Those are the bright, shining stars. Tesla's doing some crazy stuff on their own. But the thing that sticks out about this is that two years ago, Apple hit the $1 trillion mark. In two years after that, they doubled their worth to $2 trillion. $2 trillion. So that is just absolutely impressive. And if there was anything that was going to slow down the Apple machine, even though we know that they take their time with products, even though... We know that they lean on the ecosystem and know that we're all stuck in it. And when they kind of release products that aren't the most revolutionary or just like little incremental bumps here and there, and maybe one or two features that you care about, we still stick with them. It's because that ecosystem and it's kind of the biggest weapon or or tool 
they have in their utility belt because Batman's got a lot of utilities, so does Apple. And if there was any time you thought maybe Apple might dip a little bit, you know, maybe something that hits the economy this hard would, but it didn't. They had the iPhone SE that pushed them through it. But again, really, a lot of the acceleration happened once coronavirus hit. People are working at home. You're using your computers more. You're using all these internet services more, and you're not going out. All your attention is focused on these digital devices for the most part. I mean, I hope you all find some other hobbies. I I have some other stuff that keeps me away from screens because I'm looking at it constantly, but that is an accomplishment. And I've said this before on previous podcasts, when you think about Apple and you look back in time and you're like, okay, no one's going to replace Steve Jobs. And we were all right about that. No one has ever been able to replace Steve Jobs. But you know what the best, best next, the next best thing is? Someone who turns Apple into a $2 trillion company. So all, all the props and respect go to Tim Cook and his team for, instead of worrying about, in a weird way, innovation, they're, they're innovating in smaller ways, incremental ways. They're like, we're just going to maximize our revenue and profits and margins. And that is Tim Cook, the supply chain guy. And he did that. Investors are extremely happy about that. You might argue investors that invested from all the way back then until now are probably happier under Tim Cook's regime. In addition to being worth $2 trillion, Apple also is sitting on over $2 billion of cash that they could just do whatever they want with. And so I said in my recap video this week, I would like Apple to maybe after all these years and of me saying this, to invest in things like uh, actually an improved Siri, maybe work towards getting rid of the notch on the phone. I know they don't talk about it that much anymore because everyone knows I hate it. Uh, maybe we could do something like outfit all of Apple's laptops with 1080p FaceTime cameras minimum now. With Now that you're worth $1 trillion and you're sitting on $200 billion, maybe we could put money in there. These small things, I, it, it just kind of, or, oh man, how about this? The ability for Siri to accept multiple timers. Not, I'm not even asking for multiple commands, like turn off the lights, turn on, turn on the heat. No, I'm saying to set multiple timers. Apple Siri still cannot do that. Some people say, why do you need multiple timers? If you're someone who likes to cook and is making a lot of things, timers are key. And if you can't set a multiple timer, it's like, why, why, why do I even have this? So there are absolutely places that they can still improve on the little things, but when you're making, when you're worth $2 trillion, I guess, you just, business as usual, because they know that we're gonna stick around. Are you telling me that we're just gonna, all of a sudden, for all of us that have been in here for years, even if you've been in the ecosystem for three to five years, I would, I would say 90% of you are probably sticking in the ecosystem. Now, Apple's ecosystem, has benefits. Apple's revenue and those $2 trillion, they all kind of work together because a lot of those dollars come from the App Store. It all funnels together, one of their services. Remember, Tim Cook said, I want to double services. I believe he said it back in 2016, maybe, if I recall right. So the number one thing they're going to protect is obviously, or one of those things, is the App Store. And we know about this whole beef between Fortnite and Apple and Fortnite kind of shaking the trees and having this coordinated kind of campaign against Apple when they're trying to skirt around Apple's payment system to avoid paying the 30% uh, fee to use and have access to the App Store, right? Things that, for the most part, 
you'd say 98% of all developers have to play by these rules, maybe even 99%, okay? So the latest that happened this week is Epic said that Apple is threatened to terminate their entire access to its app store and app development tools by August 28th, which is less than a week from now. And so what that, what, how does that affect other people? Well, look, the Unreal Engine is basically the building blocks for a lot of these, not only just games, but apps that use visual uh, indicators, even things like human body type apps. If Epic's tools get taken down, that means moving forward, third-party developers that use the Unreal Engine will also be negatively affected by this in the future. Now, the apps that they have will still work, but any improvements that they've made to the Unreal Engine for iOS, any new features, the next evolution, I think Unreal 5 is at least coming to consoles, but there's always evolution that happens there. They're, they're left in the dark now. They don't even have any place to, to necessarily easily port it over. So this doesn't just affect Epic. Now Apple's like, oh, okay, you want to play like that? Well, then we will take out all the developers that use your tools as well. And also, we don't care about them if this is what we have to do. This is what we have to do to protect our interests. This is as far as we're willing to go. So in a statement that Apple shared with Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, they said that we won't make an exception for Epic because we don't think it's right to put their business interests ahead of the guidelines that protect our customers. They also said... The problem Epic has created for itself is one that can be easily remedied if Epic submits a version of the Fortnite app that does not offer a direct payment option for its in-game currency V-Bucks. So then Epic Games responds to try and tell the courts, don't let Apple shut us down. They're trying to appeal to the courts, say, hey, stop this from happening. There's no budging there. And what has also surfaced is that in this week, right, we know that Epic Games put the lawsuit against Apple once they were initially taken down from the store, okay? Now, according to Apple, Epic Games approached them in June to try and get a special deal from Apple's Phil Schiller that would change the way in which Epic specifically offers apps on the App Store. Now, obviously, Apple shut them down. Apple publicly said... Epic's CEO, Tim Sweeney, wrote me and colleagues an email asking for a side letter from Apple that would create a special deal for only Epic that would fundamentally change the way in which Epic offers apps on Apple's iOS platform. Now, what they didn't say is that according to this is a lot of he said, she said now, right? This is like a bad breakup. This is like the bad breakup from high school that now you're grown up and you don't even care about it. But if you're in high school and you're listening to this, you'll know what I mean. It's little he said, he said, she said type stuff. Or I guess now it could be he said, he said, or she said, she said. Okay, so what then Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney said is that if you read my email and Apple's filings, I was asking in the hopes that Apple would also make these options equally available to all iOS developers. Apple saying Epic only asked for themselves. So everyone's trying to paint each other as the bad guy here. They're both good. They're both bad. It lies somewhere in between. But when you look at all this, Apple isn't going to budge and Apple won't budge until the courts force Apple to budge. If they find, you know, there's antitrust hearings in the European Union. They're the only ones that I feel like can actually potentially push Apple to making any type of compromise or concessions, however small they are. They won't be big, but whatever happens there, 
that might be able to dictate something, but Apple's not going to change a thing until the courts tell them to change a thing. And right now, that process is a long ways away. Now to maybe poke fun at Apple or kind of say their last goodbyes, Epic is hosting a free Fortnite Cup. It's a special event, which they call One More Victory Royale with friends across all platforms. Because once they are gone from iOS... And right now they are still technically gone from Android or the Google store unless, but you can sideload it. So that's not a problem. But at least for iOS, as of August 28th, if all things stand the way that we expect them to, uh, you will no longer be able to play Fortnite um, for new users. You won't be able to update your apps. And the big thing is there's a new season coming up. So for those of you who are familiar with this, new seasons offer new uh, changes to the, I guess, the map and also new characters, and it looks like it's going to be very heavily Marvel-themed towards Thor. Well, guess what? All our iOS friends will not be able to get access to any of that as of August 28th. So the free Fortnite Cup is August 23rd. Get it in while you can. We'll, we'll see how this all shakes out. It's still really intriguing to me. There's so many layers to this, but we'll see who ends up, I don't want to say who's right, but who ends up getting at least some of their way. Because the reality is the only side that is going to completely get their way is Apple because the courts haven't told them to do anything. That's what's, that's what's going to happen. All right. Big thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring this episode. Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, something that Epic might need to do. But it's as crucial in business. It's crucial in health. If you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every job description. Whether you're ready to make your next important hire or need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. Now, Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, to kind of get into some of the other stories that happened this week, um, the latest, I guess we can start with a little iPhone rumor blur because there's always something small out there. Ming-Chi Kuo reports that the iPhone 12 5G components will cost Apple around $75 to $125 per unit. Now, if you've heard me talk about 5G in the past, there's really two flavors of 5G. One is called sub gigahertz, sub six gigahertz. The other is called millimeter wave. And these excel in different ways. Some are kind of more used in denser areas where the other is kind of more widespread coverage. Okay. And so with these two flavors of 5G, according to the report, Quo believes it will cost Apple about $75 per unit for the sub six gigahertz 5G support and up to $125 for millimeter wave 5G support. Now, we don't expect Apple to pass all this cost onto us. We've heard rumors about the power adapter as well as the headphones being removed for the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro to maybe offset some of these costs. That's the thinking that will happen. That's what has been rumored and reported. We will still have to wait and see what happens. My thinking, though, is that, okay, 
Let's say these new modems, they cost anywhere from $75 to $125. You also have to remember you're going to deduct the cost of what the previous phone modem cost, the 4G LTE modems, which are probably around, I'm going to guess around $50 or so. And then you take away the potential power adapter, the potential headphones. You might still have to pay a little more for an iPhone unless Apple just eats those costs because they get such big margins. But I may be wrong here. I doubt, and I don't even think there's even enough space on the actual board for the iPhone to have a 4G LTE modem and a 5G modem as separate chips. I believe the 5G chip um, is backwards compatible. Someone can correct me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. But if I'm wrong, that's why we have you all call in. Now, another thing, kind of a follow-up to an iPhone thing or accessory that we never saw. For some reason, somehow in 2020, we finally got to see what is purported to be an actual kind of teardown of Apple's air power. Now, if you forgot about that, that was Apple's charging pad that was supposed to be able to charge a phone, AirPods, and an Apple Watch all at the same time on the single pad. According to reports, there were overheating issues. They ended up scrapping the entire project. There have been rumblings that they may be trying to bring it back to life, but there's still no true real evidence of that yet. There were pictures that were leaked that ended up being called false, but we'll see what happens if air power, I hope they can figure out this whole air power thing. You can go check it out online. It's kind of fun to see because it's a total teardown of the internals. On one part, it has basically, what is it? Seven copper coils. Those were the charging coils. But then like inside the frame, it actually looks like they took, um, I'm not saying they did, but it looks like they took like the internal layout or frame of a keyboard, popped the keys out to kind of make the structure. It looks really funny. Anyways, you could check that out. Also, iOS 14 Beta 5 and iPad OS 14 Beta 5 arrived this week. Just a few new tweaks. Um, the Apple News widget that's on the side, now they have this one that's like super big that pretty much takes up the whole screen but cannot be slid over to your um, actual icons. It stays kind of in that widget panel. You can't integrate it with some of the other uh, kind of more squared off or rectangular widgets. This big boy stays on the side. They have a new ability to um, also have kind of, you have to approve if your widgets themselves specifically want to use location in the background. Okay, very cool. Also, um, the exposure notifications, they've been changed. I, I think this is kind of interesting because we heard about this exposure API that can help you track if someone potentially, you know, comes down with covid 19 and then it lets you know if you're within proximity of them and and the weird thing about this is i i feel like yes this is important but it's kind of late now i i think this thing is spread beyond where we can even control or contain this really anymore and is everyone gonna even be able to flip this on and make it active because they don't want their data being sent over to other companies i don't think so so i think now because we're in the u.s the coronavirus is just wildly out of control um I don't know if this is going to make a difference here. In other countries, if people are opting in, it could. They also uh, hidden photo albums. There's a new hidden album setting in photos that when you turn it on, it causes the hidden album to be taken off the album's list. That makes sense because it was supposed to be hidden. And I don't know what type of pictures y'all are taking to hide them, but I don't want to know about it. HomeKit Control Center gets little smaller icons and quicker access to shortcuts. There's a new display for how... Uh, 
that shows how much you last charge your iPhone in the battery settings. And then kind of a cool thing, Mac Rumors discovered the spatial audio kind of demo video. We know that the AirPods Pro are bringing this new feature in iOS 14. It's kind of like a cool little mini demo video that shows, um, like, I don't want to say like a mannequin, but an icon of a person moving their head back and forth, but the audio still staying the same with them. I'm really curious to check this out, and I hope it works. I hope it's cool. It looks cool. Also, for sticking with audio, this came out of nowhere, but this is going to make some people feel good. Okay, so remember back in, uh, I don't know, maybe a month ago, John Prosser had talked about new airpods and headphones from apple and said they were going to eventually phase out the beats name and people were kind of like uh no not so fast you're you're that one's a stretch well it's starting now because apple announced this week that they're renamed their beats one radio station to apple music one so this is that kind of free radio station service that can be accessed through the radio tab on the music app whether you're on your phone your ipad your mac Beats One Radio is now turned to Apple Music One. So the Beats brand is going away. I mean, there's no way to deny that. And next up is going to come down to their products. Now, Apple's also offering two new radio stations. One of them is called Apple Music Hits. It's going to play popular songs from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. While Apple Music Country will spotlight country music. Now, those two, you do have to subscribe to Apple Music to get access to them. But the Apple Music One radio station that used to be called Beats One, where they had a bunch of 24-hour programming that I, I pretty much never really listened to, that's going to be changed, and it's free. And again, I, I honestly almost forgot that they kept on doing that because I just never used that 24-hour live radio feature. Different, different types of programs are on there. It just I never took time to even care about it. Now, this is something you want to care about with services. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman reports that Apple is set to launch, finally, a bundled subscription service called Apple One. So they're leaning into this whole new Apple One thing. We got the Apple Music One and their new bundled subscription services called Apple One. This is something we've been waiting for a long time when we saw Apple TV Plus. The number one thing that everyone is asking is, will there be a bundle? What is it going to look like? Apple never released any type of bundle. But what Mark Gurman is reporting is that the series of bundles is going to allow customers to subscribe to several of Apple's digital services together. It's also going to be tiered, but the expected result is to have people lock into a few of these at a lower monthly price combined instead of doing it individually, which is what you should get if you're doing a bundle. Now, Gurman says that a basic package will include just Apple Music and Apple TV+. With a more expensive variation, we'll add Apple Arcade. Then the next tier up, we'll have Apple News Plus. So you're talking about Apple Music, Apple TV Plus as the base. Add Apple Arcade. Then you go up to another tier, add Apple News Plus, followed by a more expensive bundle featuring iCloud storage. Okay, I like the idea of this, but to me, making iCloud storage at the top tier, at the most expensive tier, is such crap. Like, that is the thing that most people use and want the most. If you had to say, is the thing that someone wants the most from their iPhone, if they could, out of all those things, Apple Music, Apple TV+, Apple News+, Apple Arcade, and iCloud, it's iCloud. So they're going to put it at the top tier? That's shady. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to 
call out people for making lots of money. That is totally fine that they're a business that worth $2 trillion. They're sitting on over $200 billion in cash. Don't be a jerk like this and make iCloud the top tier. I'd like to see it just be a la carte and at least you can build this out in your own way. And fine, you, you get maybe you get a, a discount when you bundle any three together, but don't put iCloud at the top tier, at the most expensive tier. That is such trash. I hope they don't do it because if they do, you know what they're going to get. You know what they're going to get. And finally, I talked about kind of the rumored release schedule of Apple's products. We, we still don't know this for sure, but John Prosser had posted, and last week we focused on Fortnite versus Apple because it was just a big deal. But John Prosser had posted what he's heard about when the new products will eventually release this year. So I'm going to break this down, just kind of follow along. According to Prosser, a new Apple Watch and new iPad will be released during the week of September the 7th via a press release. So no keynote at all. A press release for Apple Watch and iPad. This is according to Prosser. We don't know if this is, obviously this is not confirmed yet. The iPhone 12 event will stream on the week of October the 12th. We know that we expect to see iPhone 12 and 12 Pro. According to Prosser, pre-orders of the iPhone 12 will be available on that week that they get announced, which is October, the week of October 12th. Then the following week, which is the week of October 19th, iPhone 12 devices will be able to ship. In addition to that, iPhone 12 Pro devices will be able to be pre-ordered and will ship sometime in November. There are no exact dates. It doesn't say if it's even during the same week, which it probably is not. But iPhone 12 Pro lined up for November, iPhone 12 lined up for October, announcement in October, and then Apple Watch and Apple iPad the week of September 7th, which is only about two weeks away if this comes true. So that's kind of to get wrap your brain around maybe what what the actual release dates of all these products are. And the thing that I notice about this the most is that, look, we don't have air tiles in here. We don't have AirPods Studio, the rumored over-the-air headphones in here. We don't even have the the rumored new Apple Silicon Max as part of this, let alone the Apple One service, which I've got to imagine is going to be a part of this announcement so there's so many things that apple is sitting on maybe we don't even we don't even maybe even see all those things we've got to see at least apple silicon max because tim cook they outright said we'd see them by the end of this year so that's going to happen we're just going to have to see what else they come out with all right let's get to the calls this show is all about you all you know how to do it all you got to do is record a voice memo on your phone or your computer it doesn't matter what device you have or user platform we are open for everyone. So send that voice memo to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. We'll put you on the show and you guys really kind of add more texture to this. So that's why I appreciate it and I love it. So let's get to our first call. This comes to us from a man, Chance. Howdy. This is Chance from Houston, Texas, and I got a really quick question for you. I currently have a 2018 iPad Pro with a Magic Keyboard. Love it. But I am thinking about getting a 2020 or 2021, whenever it comes out, Mac Air, MacBook Air or MacBook Pro, because if it's a MacBook Air or Pro, I should be able to have external screen support instead of mirroring a screen with huge black bars on the side when I use an external monitor. Do you think the iPad Pro is going to get second screen support? 
or do you think that's going to be something that's held exclusively for the MacBook Air or the MacBook Pro um, when they come out with the new ARM processors? Also, second question, sneaking one in, is I know you're big DC, Marvel, comic book guy. Fandom, what are you most excited about? Or if this happens afterwards, what was the most hyped thing that you experienced with the whole online fandom? That's all. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Chance. You know what? I like that you asked questions other than Apple because I like to have fun with that stuff. Okay, so let's first of all get to the Apple question. Will we potentially see iPads be able to connect to a, a, like a monitor or secondary display, not through AirPlay, but directly so that the video, so right, you don't get the black bars on the side, you get to fill out and use the entire real estate? My hunch is no. Technically, should it be possible? Yes. But, you know, sometimes the thing is, I think by nature, right, we're used to using laptops like computers, which they are, and you can put them, you've, we've been able to historically connect them to displays and that works. And sometimes Apple is kind of like, no, this is not a computer. This is, this is its own thing. We're not going to treat it like a computer. It's not going to do the same things as a computer, even though we put on a keyboard on it finally. The, the key thing about it is, we have the keyboard attachment and will does that external will that USB C port on there would they ever give it the ability to not only output but actually use the video card in the iPad Pro to drive another display to give it the full pixel resolution? When I think about that and say it out loud, I would say no. And so again, the good thing you you can wait and figure out what you need in that time. But that just seems like something that they don't wouldn't want it to be. And the only reason that they do it for the MacBook Pros and the MacBook Airs is because that's just kind of a legacy thing that has always been, you know, paramount to those type of products since since we can remember. But the iPad, it's its own thing, even though they're turning it into like a laptop. <laughs> also, Talking about DC Fandom, I'm hyped for it. I think this is, the thing about it is most general audiences are in love with Marvel because of the MCU. I get it. It takes the least time to watch these amazing movies that have brought like a lot of the stuff that I watched come to life. But I'll tell you right now, if you want to talk about animated series, you want to talk about TV shows, and you want to talk about actual comics, the actual content that drives all of this stuff, DC is better. Now, I've always felt Specifically, DC has had a really good run now. They're finally shedding this whole idea that they don't make good movies. I mean, Wonder Woman was solid. Shazam was awesome. I really liked Aquaman as comic book movies. So they they weren't clunkers. Now you have all this momentum behind, I don't know if you all know about this or care about this, Ben Affleck coming back to the Flash movie in a Flashpoint storyline. I really like the Ben Affleck Batman. Now, maybe the script or the editing or the redos for Justice League weren't that great with, J- with Joss Whedon. But guess what? There's a lot of hype around the DC movie versus the DCEU because we're going to see stuff about the Snyder Cut, which is his original cut with tons of footage that we've never seen. He's promised he's not going to use a single shot from the Joss Whedon re-edit. I don't think this movie is going to be like blow your mind amazing on the level of Infinity War or Endgame, but it's going to be a lot better. You also have the new Suicide Squad by James Gunn. 
new Wonder Woman 84, the new Batman. We're going to see stuff from all these movies. I think DC is in a killer position, at least from a comic book fan. The general consumer is going to always, they're all like, Marvel is their Star Wars now. But I'm saying for all you people like, DC sucks, Marvel's awesome. That's because you don't even read comics. So there's a whole lot more beyond just the movies. That's all I'm saying. So I am absolutely pumped for everything they're going to show us, specifically with all the movie content trailers. And, you know, they're, they're moving in the right direction. But also shout out to people who lost their jobs at DC because AT&T Time Warner's just slicing and dicing over there. It's kind of, it's actually really sad. Okay, should I get back to tech? I'm sure some of you like that and some of you are like, I'm, I'm done listening to this. Okay, let's go to my man, Eli. What's up, Brian? It's Eli, the wheelchair guy here. Just giving you a call because I'm super excited about the bike route feature in iOS 14. As a person who uses a wheelchair, I've been asking for this for years. We're finally going to be able to have a way to know whether or not there's giant hills on my path from one place to the next. And I'll be able to see whether or not there's stairs on that route and maps. I'm super excited for it. I can't wait until it comes out. Love the show. Thanks a lot. Hey, Eli, thank you so much for calling in. And I think what you bring up is really cool because this is a feature that is not only useful for people that use wheelchairs like you that get outdoors and are not contained by any restrictions. Like you're still like, I'm gonna live my life. I YOLO, as we say. But this is gonna be helpful for everybody. So that whole bike routes uh, feature in maps, absolutely killer. And thanks for calling and bringing that up because it's something that we probably wouldn't have talked about unless you called. And that's why I tell people, call the show and be a part of it because there's perspective and things that you guys have that I'm only one voice. You are all the voices. So thanks for calling in, Eli. I really appreciate that, man. Okay, final call coming to us from Andrew. Hey, Brian, it's Andrew in Sacramento. Uh, always appreciate your knowledge and expertise. I was wondering if you could do a couple minutes on uh, Wi-Fi 6 and mesh network internet for the house. I've heard you talk about the Eros before, and I was thinking about doing it, but I uh, just wanted your insight now. If you think it's a good time to go ahead and do it now or wait a little bit till technology gets a little better. So uh, appreciate your knowledge always. Uh, keep on rolling. Thanks. Bye. Hello, sir. Thanks for calling, Andrew. Um, so here's the thing how I see the Wi-Fi 6 situation. The, ba- the main thing is you need to have Wi-Fi 6 devices with a Wi-Fi 6 router to really take advantage of because this all what the main advantage here is that it offers more bandwidth so you can use more devices at the same time and it manages the traffic much more efficiently. That's the biggest advantage. Now, if you only have one Wi-Fi 6 device, don't get it. If you have two Wi-Fi 6 devices, whatever those are, don't get it. If you're starting to creep into maybe like four or five, then then I would consider it. But again, Wi-Fi 6 plays with Wi-Fi 6, so I think you're only going to see the real full advantage when all your devices are Wi-Fi 6 and your router is also Wi-Fi 6. That's where you're going to get the optimal kind of uh, benefit of it routing all that traffic between your devices. But until then, it'll really pretty much feel the same. And also Wi-Fi 6 routers, they could still come down in price. You know, I, I think they're still around maybe like $300 or so, maybe even more, which is a little more than what I'd like to spend on a router. So I would say you can still wait if it was me. If you get a hookup, maybe you just upgrade and know like, hey, I'm going to future-proof myself. But that that's kind of where I stand with that. And when it comes to mesh networks, I mean, they're great. It just comes down to the square footage and the layout of your apartment or your home or your townhouse, or your condo, whatever that is. 
and there's no there's no perfect product you just got to kind of test it out and make sure it just works in your environment and if it does then then you're good to go so that's kind of my take on all of those things all right everybody thank you so much for hanging out at the show it's the apple bits xl remember we gotta have our shout outs to our platinum apples at the 100 dollars patreon level brandon ledford gil cabrera wesley freighter Jarrett lewis and eric cohen thank you so much for your support and thank you all of you for your amazing support at every level remember five star review that bad boy put some comments bump it up in the algorithm because that is what is gonna make my mama happy so thanks so much for hanging out everybody really appreciate it this show is only possible because of you patreon.com slash brian tong is the way to do it so that's going to do it for this week. I know not the longest show. Hey, we go long when there's stories that support it. But when we got to keep it a little tighter, we're going to keep it a little tighter. So take care, everybody. We'll be here next week. Same place, same time. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.